0: What's up, everybody? This is J.J. Johnson, the host of New York, New York on the Ringer Podcast Network. And this is the show that never sleeps because New York City is the city that never sleeps. When it comes to your team's reaction, no matter the day, if it's a big event, if something's cooking, we got you covered. We got the best guests in town.
1: We have your voicemails, your way to interact and get involved with the show.
0: We're always bringing the fire and passion. Follow us on Spotify, wherever you get the podcast.
2: What's happening, everybody? It's me, Jason Goff. And as a longtime Chicago media dude, I'm on 10 to introduce you to The Full Go, a new podcast at The Ringer and Spotify dedicated to all things Chicago sports. We'll be coming to you on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights with all the reactions to the locals. Plus, I'll be chatting with my friends and people who matter in town. If you want to ask a question or fire off one of those absurd barbershop takes, I'll react to your calls on the listener voicemail line, too. So whether you're in Lakeview, the Wild Hunters, K-Town, the Burbs, or a transplant, make sure you follow The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your
0: podcasts.
3: Ford Explorer Sport. So, if people don't know what a Florida Sports Sport is, that is an SUV with two doors. So, so I had to allow my D lineman. Oh, you had them. you had the Ford Coupe. I had the Ford Explorer Coupe. So, my D lineman had to literally go through the driver door, goes behind my seat to get in, and I had to get out and let them in. So it's nothing like nah.
2: Welcome to the NFL Ringer Show, Tuesday edition, of course, with the players. I'm Jason Goff, and I'm riding with my teammates, Ryan Shazier and James Jones. Let's jump right into it, boys. Uh, Week two closed out last night with Monday Night Football. We ain't got to spend a lot of time on it. The Lions versus the Packers. That game was close, and then the defining play happened to me. And that was the center quarterback exchange with Jared Goff, fumbling that football, and the, the, the Packers defense just teeing off after that. Aaron Rodgers showed people that he's Aaron Rodgers all over again. Uh, Aaron Jones gets three touchdowns. Packers look good. They tie for the top of the NFC North lead with one and one with the Chicago Bears, who maybe we'll get into at the end of this pod, but I I guess Aaron Rodgers didn't need to tell everybody to relax this time around. He was going up against a Lions team that doesn't know how to win yet with Jared Goff, who I believe is a guy who you can win with and maybe not because of. Not even maybe not because of. He he started a Super Bowl for the Rams, but uh, yeah, Jared Goff, not enough running by DeAndre Swift. Uh, Everybody on the Lions coaching staff is a former player. Like, I'm looking at all these dudes that they were doing the zoom-ins so on. I'm like, oh, Aaron Glenn. Oh, Deuce Stanley. Dan Campbell's <laughs> a- Like, if you hadn't played professional football, you wasn't getting a look from Dan Campbell on that coaching staff. So, what'd y'all, what'd y'all think of the Monday night game last night? You know, uh, uh,
3: my fault. I'm gonna let the Green Bay guy go first. You know. <laughs>
1: no well for me number one I didn't like the way the Packers started the game man specifically on the defensive side of the ball man I'm watching this defense man the first two games of the season for this defense well I wouldn't say the first two games i would say the first game and a half because the first half I mean we all know the Lions went in there 17-0 but they can't stop the run they couldn't stop the run they was giving Jared Goff anything and everything he wanted whether he was getting outside the pocket or getting inside the pocket so in that first half, I didn't like what I seen from the defense, man. It was zero pass rush. We weren't getting no pressure, pressure on uh, Jared Goff. And um, he was he was moving the ball down the field. But second half, they came out, they buckled down, pitched a shutout, you know, and kind of got their mojo going. But for the offensive side, man, shoot, that's what that's what we've always been. And if they can continue to get Aaron Jones going, and we all know you ain't gonna score four touchdowns a game. But just the runs he had, you know, it wasn't too many times that the Packers were off schedule. You know, what I mean by that, it was third and four, it was third and three, you know, because they was able to run the ball. You give Aaron Rodgers third and four, third and three on a consistent basis to where he could get to any and every play he want to get to in the playbook, check to any route he want to check to. It's going to be tough to stop him. So I loved how we ran the football. I mean, the the Lions tried to come out and do what New Orleans did to us and stay in that two shell. Mm -hmm. And we all know, Ryan, if you're in that two shell, your front seven ain't dominant. You ain't gonna yeah. be able to stop that run, you know. So the Packers, seeing that, was like, "All right, we ain't gonna get past Happy. They want to sit in the two shell, you know. Let's tote this rock." So defense buckled down in the second half. Offense did what they had to do, uh, you know, with 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 the drives they had. So you know, offense is gonna be the offense, but we need that defense to step up and pressure that quarterback.
2: Hey, Ryan, before we get to your thoughts on what happened last night, James said it a couple of times. So, the people who are not privy to what the two-shell or the cover two or two-high safeties is, can you break it down for not only the secondary but what the linebacker's responsibilities are when you were in a two-shell?
3: Uh, so a two-shell a two basically is uh, like a cover four or cover two type of defense, so you're always showing two safeties high. Uh, basically, you're trying to – the two-shell – it's really good for defending deeper routes and really good receivers because when you're in a two shell, it uh it makes the receiver kind of go through two progressions of a, a lower and a higher defense, and then so as a linebacker in a two shell, it makes you actually more responsible for the run. So, um, but in the pass, it's, it's better for the pass, but it's tougher for the run. So it makes you, you know, is it, you're one gap less because in a two shell, it's normally a seven man front and offenses you always football is a game of numbers so basically when offense have eight guys to block your seven guys that means there's a better chance of running the ball so you have to have some dogs up front to be able to stop that and the lions they have a good d line but their linebacker and d line core together wasn't good enough to stop stop Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers as a veteran quarterback knows how to Uh, destroy a cover two defense and he just put their team well I mean the floor did it as well but they put their team into great running situations and then when they wanted to throw the ball uh, the the linebacker has to cover the middle of the field because the safeties are covering the outside of the field and if you don't got a good coverage linebacker in that type of situation you can pick them apart.
2: Yeah, and especially, like you mentioned, here in Chicago, I got a chance to watch Brian Urlacher all those years, and people would say, well, his numbers aren't dominant like Ray Lewis and some of these other people. And I would always say, you're not seeing the plays that aren't being made when a guy like that can haul ass backwards 15, 20 yards, dead sprint, and become pretty much a third safety and also come up and and uh, support the run. So when it, when when you have a base cover two defense and you're not making all the tackles in the world, people kind of sleep on you. It was a it was another who was the the short Gary Brackett. For the Indianapolis Colts for all those years had that same kind of job under Tony Dungy's defense. What'd you think last night of uh, Aaron Rodgers and and the Green Bay Packers before we move
3: on to what we saw Sunday night with Lamar and uh, Patrick Mahomes? So to be honest, Aaron pretty much provided what we thought he was going to provide at the beginning of the season. New Orleans just did a really good job of shutting the offense down. Uh, He pretty much did what everybody wanted him to do. You know, everybody was like, man, this guy is out here faking. You you guys are out here worrying. Is is Aaron throwing games. We don't know what's going on. Then Aaron came back out here and said, hey, I'm that guy. I just want an MVP. I know what to do. Don't worry. We're playing the Lions. The Lions, they're a good squad. They having a lot of moral victories out there. That's what I keep hearing on ESPN they, they have yeah. a moral victory. But in NFL ain't no such thing as a moral victory. It's a win or a loss. So uh and they and they took an L. They started the game off well. Like you said, the Packers' defense didn't come out strong, and the Green Bay Packers took a. I mean, the Green Bay Packers' offense took advantage of the Lions and their mistakes. The best way to win, especially in the NFL, is take advantage of other people's mistakes, and that's exactly what Green Bay did. They took advantage of their mistakes they seen that day. were in a They tried to do the same thing that happened in Week One. And the one thing about the NFL is you try to copy what somebody else did to stop the other guy, but you got to also remember the other guy is also practicing on how to mm-hmm. better himself. And that's exactly what the Green Bay Packers did. They was like, hey, we got shut down in this type of defense. Let's practice in this all week because we know the Lions are most likely going to try to do this. And they practice for it. And they, they they pretty much dominated the second half of the game.
1: And not only that, the the, the Packers is going to see that all year long. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to let the MVP of the National Football League beat you. You know what I mean? Like you're going to sit back and 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 come in there and say if Aaron Jones beats us and he beats us 15 times or 13 times or 12 times, however many wins the Packers Packers get this season, we are we going let we going let him beat him, beat us. But we know if we come out in this cover 3 or we cover out come out in this man to man <laughs> we know him yeah. and Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb and, and, yeah. and Robert Tanya going to go to work because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to beat you. I mean, we seen that throw to Robert Tanya last night. Yes, I mean, awesome. it ain't too many people in the world Jeez. that can make that play. I want to say ever no, <laughs> that no. can make that play. I mean, the ball is gone before Robert Tanya even turning around out of his break. The dude is inside leverage on him. You know what I mean? And the ball is right, right on the money. So I mean, we we we, ain't, we we don't see that from too many quarterbacks. So they know Aaron could beat you. Aaron Rodgers could beat you. So for me, you know, they're going to have to continue to run the ball and make sure they establish that run because teams are going to come out in that cover 2 defense and say, "You know what? We want to see if y'all going to run this ball 10, 11 times and try to try to go down the field, you know, and eat up seven, eight minutes of the clock. Because we know Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, all them looking for that big shot. You know, it's tough to stay there and say, oh, we just want to go five yards, five yards. It's tough. It's tough when you got a quarterback like that. So if they could if they could be patient and get Aaron Jones going and force teams to come out of that cover, too, it's going to be a long season for people trying to play the Packers. Aaron, shout out to Ryan Shazier for uh, trying
2: to cover up for you know guys who play football because he mentioned that the Detroit Lions are a good football team and they just couldn't take advantage of the audience. There ain't no damn good football team, Ryan. <laughs> I know you're trying to be cool. I'm, I'm sure you got a couple hey, homeboys on that team. No, no, no. They, I didn't I say that, I just said it was
3: good. I didn't say it was good. I was not just saying hey, ES, ESPN said... No, I would just say that— moral hey, victory. Hey, hey, yeah, moral <laughs> victories. The thing is with NFL, the Lions can still beat the Packers. That's what I'm saying. Any, anybody in the NFL can win any given week. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. So you got to take advantage of your opportunities, and they weren't taking advantage of the opportunities. And then also you're giving the other team opportunities. So you're not going to win if you're doing that. But they're, so, not, they're not good. If there you, you go. Going ro- if, you're going ro- if you're going like roster by roster, yes. obviously yes. they're not, they're not. They're if, not you're, you know if you're that.
2: looking at the players that they have acquired and they're still on the team, they <laughs> are not good, is what Ryan Shazier is trying to say. In the <laughs> nicest Coach Shazier way he can possibly do it. All right, let's get to two teams that are very good: the Ravens and the Chiefs. And I, I I'm sorry, man. I I I want. Every single week for Lamar Jackson to, to be thinking about Ryan Shazier and his comments on episode one of this podcast, because that dude is out there with me and you and James in the backfield and is out there shredding deep. Look, it's so amazing to me because with San Francisco had Greg Roman and Colin Kaepernick, it was a power run game, but it was exotic and it looked crazy and Jim Harbaugh was the coach. Now you got John Harbaugh as the coach, and they still run a power run game, albeit with Lamar Jackson having a lot of carries in that power run game but Tyson Williams you know there's a couple of vision issues that Chris Collinsworth couldn't wait to point out in terms of him not cutting back and then the next play he cut back Latavius Murray once he gets more indoctrinated into their system I think he'll be decent and of course Devontae Freeman who we saw be pretty good with the Falcons in the first couple of years of his career and then got hurt a little bit they don't have the stable of running backs that they had planned to come into the season with but they still run in a power run game with the quarterback pretty much being the lead ball carrier at times I want to ask you guys before we get to the fourth and one play. How long can you do that with Lamar Jackson? How much does Lamar Jackson... I know in the game he wants to do that, but this man's waiting on 180 M's. Like, what, how much you gonna risk your body moving the way he moved in that Kansas City game? Because he didn't take a lot of shots, James, but he took enough where I'm like, this dude really wants to win this game, obviously, but how long can you have a power run game when the running backs are just a complimentary piece of the power run game?
1: Well, number one... He is built like me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's built like a wide receiver. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, Lamar Jackson is not a fragile quarterback. He is built like a runner. I mean, he's been running his whole life. You know what I'm saying? You've seen him him take beatings in college, man, and get up every single play and come back the next game, man, and, and cut people in. You know, so he is... He's he's a different built than a quarterback. He's not he's not built like all these other quarterbacks out here that you don't want to see him taking on them shots. He's built for those shots. You know what okay. I mean? And that's why they use him the way the way he uses him. Now I'm not saying that you know, shoot, he can't get hurt or anything like that. But what I'm saying is. For the long haul of the season, he's built for those shots. So when they get in the playoffs and they get cold, he gonna still be toting that thing. And if you got a quarterback like that, as Ryan knows, playing against these guys, man, when you got a quarterback that could tote the ball like that, that gives you extra blockers in this, in this run game, you know? And that's why you see him, you know, running through the holes that he's running through because he has extra blockers because, because, because he's the one carrying the football. So listen. Do not change the game plan for nobody. I don't care if he signed for $280 million and, and everybody like, oh, we got to protect. No, he's protecting himself. He's a runner. He's a football player. He's built like that. Keep running him. And Harbaugh knows, man. Shoot. Like I said before, if I'm defensive coordinators, I don't want to play against Lamar Jackson. If I'm a receiver... <laughs> I don't, don't want to play, play with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, just because I know my opportunities is going to be limited because of because of how much he runs the football. I'm not saying he can't throw. We see Lamar throw dime after dime after dime. Lamar can Hey, throw James the on the
2: block, Ryan. That's all it you is. Know what I'm James
1: and that's that's another point, man. I'm not trying to headbutt every play. You know what I'm saying? You know, so we all know Lamar can throw. So you listen to this, this podcast, I'm not telling you that Lamar can't throw. He can throw. But what what <laughs> I'm saying is the opportunities is limited because he's going to run more than he's going to throw it. And when you run more than you throw it, defensive coordinators is up at night. How are we going to stop this man from running this football? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm not changing anything. Like I said, he's built for the long haul, man. He, he's built like a wide receiver. He's built like a DB. You know what I mean? Like he he's he's able to take those shots for the course of the year.
2: Fourth and one, Ryan. Fourth and one. Ooh. It takes a takes a lot of balls to make that man. call. And you don't want to get the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, right? Hey, before
1: but, Ryan gets started, I just want to say, I had tweeted out and I said, man, I want to play for hardball. You know what I mean? Because I ain't seen too many coaches say, Ryan, you want to go for this? Like, this is your team. right? <laughs> you know, this is your yeah, team. I, now, what, what, you now, want to, what you want to do, Ryan, that's big yeah. time, bro.
3: I, no, I feel it because you... You got to think about it as a defense, you're like, man, it's fourth and one. They about to punt the ball. You already like,
2: yes. i ready
3: to go. Mahomes you know? was so putting that's, on
2: his helmet, uh, you know, yeah. throwing the ball back and forth with his wide receivers. He knew he was getting the ball back.
3: Yeah, that's and that's the one thing that, and I, I want to, first off, I want to, first off, say, I, I, I want to apologize to Lamar. And the reason I say that is because, because we're watching a different form of football right now. Yeah. Like, I'm so used to seeing football in a certain way And Lamar plays it completely different because when he goes out there, he doesn't give a damn about getting hit. And he wants to shake everybody. He wants to make the play. And I'm so used used and accustomed to quarterbacks protecting the ball. So it kind of threw me off. So I have to say sorry because this man is out here constantly making plays. And he had a a great game. It would have been an awesome game if he didn't throw three picks. But he had a great game. But the thing is, on that fourth and one, it takes it, it takes some balls, and you have to be a dog because the thing is, the coach know he has a dog. and He know that he don't want to hear Lamar and me is like, "Hey, coach, man, why we here? Go for it!" You know, so like basically, he he like, man, I trust my quarterback. If if, if we go down, hey, I'm going down with my quarterback. Like I love, I know my I know he gonna the one thing he know he know Lamar gonna get one yard. Mm-hmm. He know Lamar gonna get one yard, and he's not worried about that. And I think. Other quarterbacks are looking around the league like, dang, this coach really believes in his guys," you know. And, if, and when you have a coach that believes in your guys, you play harder. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it makes you want to play a little bit better. So I feel, you know, the coaches—not the coaches, but Lamar—know that his coaches trust him. And it's a lot of coaches in the NFL that know. I mean, it's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that don't feel like their coaches trust them the way that uh, Harbaugh trusts Lamar.
2: And on top of it, you know, we will will look aside uh, the little voice that you gave him just now when you were impersonating him. But on top of that, uh, he also understood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't think I didn't hear it. Uh, He also made the decision knowing that his defense was having a tough time stopping that Kansas City Chiefs offense. Now, uh, was it away made the terrific strip in the backfield on uh, on Edwards Hilaire. Uh, and, and forced the fumble, gave his uh, offense another opportunity to score the ball. But you know, to me that was that was old school, like John Elway versus Randall Cunningham type stuff, like you know, Patrick Mahomes. That defense, you know, we talk about it sometimes, and when they play well, it's like, oh, look out for the Chiefs. But that that defense, if they don't make it to where they need to make it to, last year in the Super Bowl, it was the tackles, right? They, their whole offensive line was shot to hell, and you knew the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and all them boys getting ready to get after them. But this year, you know, it's the same way I felt about it last year, and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. That defense, they got to tighten that thing up because Patrick Mahomes can – he's a guy you win because of, right, not win with. He's got you in because of, but at the same time, if I got to score 40 every game, you know, it's it, it can wear on you as an offense, James. Uh what did you think of not only the Chiefs effort in that game, but Patrick Mahomes play?
1: Man, it's crazy because I mean when Pat got that ball <laughs> with, with three minutes left, I said, Dang, Lamar, you almost had it, man. <laughs> but this is but this, but this here over. I mean, we all know that you you are you are not gonna stop the Kansas City Chiefs, man. That that that's just not gonna happen. And the way that game started off, too, with the two turnovers, man, uh Tyron Matthew by uh Lamar Jackson, I'm like, shoot, man. You can't turn the ball over against Kansas City. You already can't stop them anyway. You know what I mean? So if you turn the football over, man, and get these dudes short fields and give them extra possessions, it's gonna be tough to stop, man. But The only way you can stop them is how they stopped them at the end of the game. you got to force turnovers. you got to punch at the football. you got to try to get an interception or two from Patrick Mahomes. And we've seen that. They put pressure on him one time and got an interception. And the next time, you know, when the game was on the line, they punched the ball out and caused a fumble, you know. So they was able to even up the turnover battle, you know, come out of that thing 2-2. You know, but Patrick Mahomes in that offense, you see him, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, man, all going to work. I mean, it's it's just a matter of time before they get unleashed. You know what I mean? But if there's anybody that could cool them off, it's Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And the reason why is because they had a couple drives where they ate up eight minutes of the clock because they was running the football. They ate up eight good minutes of that clock. So you got Patrick Mahomes and them boys sitting over there for eight good minutes on ice chilling. And that's the only way you are going to stop that offense from being high-powered and putting up any points is keeping them over there on that sideline. So, you know, it was a heck of a game to watch. We all know Patrick Mahomes and that offense is tough to be stopped, but the best way to stop him is over there on that sideline. Don't even give him opportunities. And that is why Harbaugh said, Lamar, <laughs> do you want to go for this? Yeah. Because if he ain't on the field, he can't beat you. You know what I'm saying? So let's go for this. Let's keep that man over there, man, so he don't have an opportunity to come back on this field and beat you. But these two teams right here are going to meet again in the playoffs, and it's going to be a good one.
2: Hey, and I was making fun of it in terms of the wide receivers blocking, but shout out to Marquise Brown and and Sammy Watkins. I mean, there was a lot of seals that I saw. I mean, yeah. Hitchens got picked off, I believe, by Sammy Watkins on one of those touchdown runs, and I'm like, "Yo, if you playing for the Ravens right now, and you
1: you got to have a neck roll as a, as a wide receiver. Hey, you think, already cause... know when you <laughs> sign your contract for however much money you sign with the Baltimore Ravens, you already know I got to have a mouthpiece in." <laughs> My, my helmet gotta, be, my helmet gotta be <laughs> buckled up tight. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't never no plays off. You know, playing in Green Bay, I could be like, oh man, the run going away from me, man. I ain't really got to get that <laughs> active right now, man. Yeah, next thing you know, active. La- hey, next thing you know, Lamar cutting that thing back to you, you like, oh. shit. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna be on tape loafing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah, be I know on. You,
3: you know you're gonna be on tape if you ain't blocking too. You know what
1: I'm saying? I can't be on film not blocking nobody. This boy done, cut it back. <laughs> <laughs> you get back to the huddle, like, hey man, you
2: know? hey, keep it on that side of the field. Hey, hey speaking on that Rogers. side of the field, by the way, it took us three topics to get to what I was looking forward to today on on, on week two of the NFL Ringer Feed podcast. Tuesdays with the players, maybe is what we should call this. But uh, the Jones-Shazier Bowl. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this man, I don't know if you can see James Jones. I don't know if we're going to clip this off for the YouTube. <laughs> but uh, James Jones came in here full Letterman jacket. <laughs> full. <Raider. laughs> Full Las Vegas Raiders. He got the new Las Vegas Raiders hat on with the sticker still on the top. Like, just came so, out the box. Already he, got the, he got the just win, baby, Al Davis windbreaker on. You know what I'm saying? He might be wearing Mark Davis's hair in the back. You know like, what I'm saying? This
3: is this is something. And my man, man this Ryan. Game, this game is, wasn't even that big, man. What are we been talking <laughs> about this game? we supposed to be talking about games that's important to this season.
2: I mean, this game is pretty important because yeah, your man Ryan Shazier snuck into the chat <laughs> this week. Is like, hey y'all, big game. He showed us the picture of the stadium. You know, I, was I, thought, the yeah, I, I was at the game. Yeah, I was at the game. I thought I was gonna see pictures of his dog with a steel a Greg Lloyd jersey on, or something like man. that.
3: Yeah, chill out, man.
2: <laughs> so, James. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to let you start. Uh, How good did this week feel as the Raiders were triumphant uh, over what seems to just be an average football team in the Pittsburgh Steelers?
1: Man, you know, it's crazy because remember (laughs) last time we was on this podcast last week, I said confidence is contagious. You know what I'm saying? You just came off a win and you beat the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? I'm like A confidence. Big win, James. Yes. Don't you
2: don't you undersell it. Yes. A huge
3: win.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, man, confidence is contagious. But I'm not even wearing this to rep against Ryan. You know what I mean? Like James come up on this thing with all this Raiders. Nobody gonna
3: wear Raiders to
1: everything <laughs>
3: just to wear it. You know, he damn well did, right? He, he went
2: to the closet. I was like, honey, get me, get me the finest of my Raiders attire.
1: Only reason why I wore it is because I was all NFL network. And I was doing my Raiders chant, and I picked the Raiders to upset the Steelers. Did he just
2: stun on? No, no, no. Did he just stun on you with saying I was on a national broadcast? No, 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 no.
1: And I'm like, I'm like, man, the Raiders gonna upset these boys, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And everybody, hey, y'all should see, y'all should have seen my, you know, Ryan knows, hey. That 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 Steelers Nation, hey, they come after your head if you you pick against their team. So they oh, was yeah. they was coming after my head. So <laughs> only reason why I wanted this morning to come rep because I because I, I got my pick right. But no, another reason why I picked the Raiders. I'm not a believer in Big Ben in the offense. The defense and and, this, and the Steelers might win that game if TJ Watt don't get hurt. They got blessed that TJ Watt pulled his growing because TJ 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 Watt Vic. was coming off coming off that edge causing problems. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at, at the Ryan. same time, Ryan, and, and you was at the game, this offense does not know what they want to be. Yeah. They, did, they don't know what they want to be in, in Buffalo. They don't know what they want to be now. I'm like, man, the Raiders coming off a, off a big win. The defense played extremely well, causing some turnovers. Derek Carr playing at an MVP level. So I'm like, you know what? They got a chance to go up in here and win this game. And the guys that showed up was the guys that was supposed to show up, and that was Derek Carr and that defense. That defense showed up, got a couple turnovers. Derek Carr played out of his mind. But still, Big Ben and that offense, and, and you can help me out, Ryan, but they don't have an identity. They don't know if they want to run it. They don't know if they want to be a play act. They don't have an identity right now, and that's hurting them.
3: Man, I'm I'm gonna be honest, bro. I, I, I don't I not remember nothing from that game. That that's <laughs> not mess i am messing with you now. Nah, but like you you are hundred percent right, man. At the game it was it was it was really frustrating. We even had a fourth and one situation in our game that I think if we would have went for it, it would have turned the tables of the game. But uh because that's that's when y'all end up throwing that touchdown right before we went right before we uh we had a fourth and one opportunity, but the thing is that 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 gets me with this team, man. You can't draft a a, a running back in the first round and only give him ten carries, man. And I understand that sometimes things don't go well, but we have to do a better job of being more consistent. Like you said, we don't understand what we want to do. Uh, We're taking a lot of deep shots, and I understand we have receivers to do that, but. And Chase is proven, but he's not to me. Like, he's kind of proven. You know, was, he he, like he, can, he shows that he can come up with some deep balls, but then he drops a lot of them as well. So we have to be more consistent with what we do. And I know we want to have a play-action style of offense, but you can't create the play-action if you don't run the ball. And, and the one thing that the Raiders did really well in that game is, I understand that they weren't – we had a lot of people hurt too. We had a lot of people hurt, but everybody had a lot of people hurt. But the one thing that the Raiders did do well also in that game is they were hold, they were holding the ball for a long time, like they would keep the ball away from us for a long time. Um, they, it was like multiple drives when they I think they had seven, eight, nine minute drives. Like, I, like right right going into halftime, they had like a nine minute drive going into I mean going into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and our offense right after we scored, they had a nine minute drive, and then I think they kicked the field goal, and then we you know. Punting the ball and they scored again. But it, we have to do a better job of figuring out the identity of this offense. If, if they don't figure out the identity for this offense, it's going to be a long season for us. And Najee's too good not to give him the ball. You you see, he out there throwing receiving, throwing DBs all Ooh. over the damn place. So we <laughs> we, we, we just got to get this man the ball, man. Like we gave him two, we gave him two carries. One he throws somebody, I mean, two catches. He had four, I think. But one he throws somebody off off the top rope, then. You know the other one, he scored a touchdown. I, like he's he's a dog in the making, but we just have to figure out a way to get the ball.
1: Man, speaking of that stiff arm, boy,
3: ooh
1: <laughs> Man, hey, as little, I was little, sitting, little I'm Harry sitting here, him. man. I'm sitting here watching it, and I'm like, man. First off, Jonathan Abram, he ain't no pump. You know what I'm right, saying, Jonathan right. Abram. Jonathan Abram coming down with main intentions, man. He ain't slowing down. He running through you, yeah. And Najee stiff arm that man, but hold on though. As I'm watching. He stepped on that man with his left hand. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, you know he did. <laughs> Ambidextrous. I'm like, I don't know if Naji right or left handed, but man, the way he punched Buddy man with his left hand, I'm like, man, you know what yeah. I mean. And then I looked, I'm like, man, Jonathan Abram ain't no punk. Like, man, he he bring he bring the wood, man. Not Naji a problem, man. But yeah, they got they got to figure out how to get him the ball more. They got to figure out how to be balanced. If not, it's gonna be a long season for them, man. Especially. I don't know how serious the injury, injury is to T.J. Watt, but if T.J. can't go or if T.J. limited, that's, that's going to hurt the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. He he is their defense, you know what I mean? He puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback, makes it easier on the guys on the back end. So if you don't have him, now you're going to be in a position where you got to score some points to be able to help your defense out. And I don't know if they up for that yet.
0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that.
2: Move, moving right along by the way yes he did uh he did seat uh mr abrams at his table that was uh that was that, I, i've only seen a couple of those like that right uh what was my man Freddie jackson fred jackson from the buffalo bills when he uh he escorted chris conti to his table as well yeah a, a stiff arm like that kind of breaks your soul but jonathan abrams would be all right i want to ask you all about tom brady tom brady out here doing things that six years ago we thought he was done doing Uh, as observers, not you guys as, as former players or current players when he was playing six, seven years ago and still playing right now. From what you saw in the postseason last year, where Tom was up and down, let's face it, you know, that, that I believe is the NFC Championship where he was putrid, comes out in the Super Bowl and does well, obviously, in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the first two games of this season lighten it up, feeling like he's got not just a better grasp of Byron Leftwich's offense, but they're, they're on the same page. You know, Antonio Brown's got a full training camp under his belt. So now it's him and Godwin and Mike Evans and Gronkowski and that stable of running backs. The, uh, uh, the Tom Brady thing what from what you guys are seeing is this now Tom Brady is going to have 10 excellent games, five decent games, and two games where you're scratching your head, or, you know, what what do I believe in, or what should I believe in? The the postseason that we saw, which was average to above average, this beginning of this season, and just the Tom Brady thing. He's he's the greatest quarterback of all time. It's hard to argue that. I think that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen, but right now, if you were to uh summarize Tom Brady and where he is and his play level of play that we've seen last year and the beginning
3: of this year. What would you say about Tom Brady, uh Ryan, as we start with you? To me, Tom Brady is who he show he is every time he step up on the field. And the last they they say they set an NFL record for nine straight games, one over 30 points or something like that. Not one by 30 points, but scoring 30 points. And to me, the one thing like you said earlier, James, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Russell, them guys want to take shots. Them guys want to go deep. And the thing is with with Tom Brady, he always has a great defense on this side. He always has it. Does, I don't know how he does it, but every year he has a one of the top 10, top five defenses. But but they they got some dogs over there. But the thing is with Aaron with, with Tom Brady is Tom Brady is exactly, I you, I'm taking what you give me. If, if you give me five yards, I'm taking it. If you give me 10 yards, I'm taking it. If you give me a shot, one-on-one, Mike Evans, I'm taking it. You know, some guys are like, man, I'm I'm waiting for Devontae to get open. I'm waiting for Chase to get open. Or I'm throwing it to Chase no matter what. You know, Tom is like, man, I throw it Ronald Jones. Here you go. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, do do what you got to do with it, Ronald. All right. Oh, y'all in too high? Hey, here. Here you go for net. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all trying to double team Mike Evans? Here you go, Gronk. And the thing is with his team though is that he actually has pro bowlers, all pros, all over the board. This is it's almost it's like in a great his, line too. In his in a great line too. It's 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 almost like it's not fair. Like <laughs> I think, I think uh Tom Brady is like, man, I'm gonna play long enough so I can eventually get a team where we just got all stars over the board. And that's what he got now. Because because think about it his number one receiver, all pro. His number two receiver would be all pro on another team. His number three receiver, one of the greatest receivers of all time, his his tight end. Greatest, the greatest t- tight, end. tight end of all time. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his backup tight end. If he was on somebody else's team, he's a pro bowler. You know, yeah. his old his old line, he has an all-pro right tackle. And then everybody else in front of him. Then he has a, a I think he has an all-pro lineman. Uh yeah. no, yeah. he has an all-pro, I think guard or center. Then yeah. you go go to running backs. This man has uh, who was arguably one of the best running backs in the league, but then he started tripping, and now he plays, <laughs> now he plays for them in uh for net. <laughs> then he has Ronald Jones, who who can go somewhere else and start. Mm-hmm. Everybody on his team from three down, like the three depth can start somewhere else. And then you go to the defense. The best, probably one of the best linebacker tandem in the NFL. Then you have everybody on his D line is all pro. All, all, and Antoine Antoine Winfield back there is yeah, getting ready to be yeah. a pro bowler as well too. Right. So it's is basically like man? It's, they they literally built you know the Lakers over there? That's what they did. They built. Hey hey Tom Brady's like hey hey LeBron. He went he went on he went on the uh, the what, what is it called the shop? He's like hey LeBron man how how you build a team up just just you know to get everybody and LeBron told him the secrets and nah hey Tom Brady's like hey man I hey I got the gift all I gotta do is. Pity where where my my playmakers can make plays, and that's what he doing. He He just taking what you give him. James,
2: your thoughts on Tom Brady so far this season and what you saw in the postseason as well? For me,
1: my answer comes this week coming up. Because it's hard for me to say Tom Brady is back and he's looking like, you know, the Tom Brady that, you know, we're used to seeing. Because in the beginning of the season last year, he ran up against some good defenses. And he didn't look too good. Everybody was like, man, he's washed up first seven weeks, man. Tom, Tom ain't got it. Then they went on a roll. You know what I mean? And they ended up winning the Super Bowl. For me, you started off with the Dallas Cowboys defense. And you started off with who I humbly believe might go 0-16, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And they, You're right, You're right. And they, You're right. And they think defense. about that. So now, you have Sunday night football against the Rams against a very good defense. So for me, This is what I'm waiting to see. You know, how is Tom going to look against these big-time big-time defenses, you know, and especially when you're able to have somebody like Aaron Donald be able to come up the middle and get some pressure on you. So this game is what I'm waiting to see before I make a decision on Tom being Tom. But listen, like Ryan said, Tom is Tom. Tom has seen any and every defense (laughs) that you can create. And he knows right at the snap of the ball, I'm checking this thing down to my back. Ooh, I got Chris Godwin right here. Ooh, I'm checking this to Antonio Brown. I got Mike Evans. I got Gronk. He is going to make sure that he is in the right play. That's why he don't turn the football over. He's seen so many he's seen every defense that you possibly gonna shoot it at him. So that's all that's always gonna be there. But these first two weeks is hard because they ain't played too many good defenses. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Cowboys, the Cowboys, you know, they they starting to come along. The Falcons obviously ain't there. You know, but this week against this Ram defense where it's going to be pressure, where them receivers is going to get challenged by them corners, you know, they got they got really good safeties and linebackers. So this is going this is going to be a good test for for Tampa and I'll have my answer for you on the next pod. So make sure you tune in on the next pod. If Tom come out here and throw five touchdowns against against the Rams, I'm just gonna say, hey man, y'all go ahead and get that man. Well I don't know what if number MVP is going to be for him. Four, right, five, right, six, right. it don't matter. <laughs> y'all go, y'all go ahead and give it to him because they looking like they're gonna be problems. Cause I feel like the Rams is going to be that team that that's that's gonna be able to compete with them boys in the NFC to to possibly knock them off. I'm I'm glad you just mentioned
2: That team. And by the way, that's the restaurant quality teas that you just gave us just now. That man said, listen to the next podcast for me to tell you how I truly feel about this situation. Uh, All right. So, wide receiver question for you, James. We got about six, seven minutes, you know how many wide receivers do you name in terms of top wide receivers in the league before I get to this name? And I I kind of gave you a little bit of like a homework assignment to think
1: about
3: this yesterday.
1: Okay. Do you want, um, do you want me to get my top, I'm going to give you my top five in the game right now. My humble opinion.
3: Or do you want me this, to this year, this year, this year, right okay. now, right now,
1: yeah, right now. So Ryan, I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you the name that I'm waiting for him to get to, so, so it can be kind of like. Give you, do you want me to give you top ten out of order, or do you want me to give just you yeah, my top out of order? Ten. Like, how many names are you gonna get to before you get to this dude? That's how oh, I feel. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go my top ten, and this is gonna go out of order. All right. So my top ten number number one. I'm gonna start with Devonte Adams, of course. Number two, I go DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Number three, I go. I go. Tyreek Hill. No arguments there. Number number four. Number four. This is this is this is when it go. Number four, I go. I go. Keenan Allen. There you go. All right. Number five, I go. Don't, don't be disrespectful.
3: Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> Hey, I need to hear this one. I need to scoop
1: <laughs> up. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. You want to give him a little hit? You want to help him out a little bit? I, no, I, 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 I want
2: to see
3: no, what you're going to say. Number
1: five. I, number five, I go Stefan Diggs. Ooh. All right. Number six. Number six, I go Julio Jones. Uh healthy, healthy Julio Jones. He 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 is still a problem. Um number, number seven number seven I gotta go I gotta go Amari Cooper and remember this is out of order because cause I'm doing this on the fly but yes Amari Cooper is a dog And no, he is he is he is number eight I'm gonna go with the other dude from Tennessee and that's AJ Brown okay Number nine, I'm going to go with a dude who I just said his team was going to go 0-16, but it ain't going to be because of him because he is an absolute animal. And if you tune in and you watch this dude, he is an absolute problem, and that's Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is an absolute problem if you tune in to watch him. And then when healthy, like I said, this is out of order, and he'll be much higher up there. When healthy, it's New Orleans' Michael, Michael Thomas, man, Mike Thomas. When healthy. You know okay. what I mean? That, that, that's, my, that's my top, top ten.
2: All right, so Ryan knows the name that I just texted him. It's kind of like you, get, you put the name in an envelope and you pass it to your partner so that you can see if your other partner will guess this. Yeah. What, what is Cooper Cup going to have to do To get the respect that he deserves by guys like you, James Jones, and I'm sure by guys like Ryan Shazier, because he ain't gonna never get offense no damn credit.
3: So that's why I said this year. That's why I was gonna say Cooper Cup. I was gonna say Cooper Cup. This
2: man is running butt naked open in the middle of the field for these last two weeks, and when that offense was sputtering, he was hurt. When Sean McVay wasn't the genius that everybody, you know, for a few weeks, it yeah. wasn't just Todd Gurley out. It was Cooper Cup. And, yeah. you know, Jordy Nelson. I used to call him 7-Eleven when I had him on my fantasy yeah. team back in the white day. Lightning. Man, white Lightning. White Lightning. <laughs> that man was always opening, you know. <laughs> in, 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 in sports, you got to find another white guy to compare to another white guy or else it ain't hey. going to be right. Why you know. <laughs> so, Cooper Cup. This yeah. dude is running through running through defenses these first couple of weeks. Uh, he doesn't, you know, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup this yeah. the white wide receivers who hey, don't get a lot of credit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, 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 so, uh, so we just doing strictly receivers, right? Because Travis Kelsey is a receiver. Yeah, no, no, nah, nah, you, nah, you can't. can't you <laughs> put in, in, yeah.
1: Come on, man. come on, you can't do. You can't do tight ends, man. You can't do tight ends. Right. No, but you're right. you, you're absolutely right, man. Cooper Cooper Cup Cooper is a problem. Yeah. The only reason, and not to disrespect Cooper Cup, because Cooper Cup is he he's a dog, but the only reason why I can't put him in that top 10 is because when I go through my top 10, I always go off of if it's just you and you don't have any other help and it's just you and your quarterback is not good. That's how that's how I go off of it. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, oh,
3: so so that's that's why Tyler Lockett not in there because Tyler... If no, balling,
1: no. So listen. Hey, Debo, man, if, don't forget if you Debo. Watch, if you watch me anytime, man, I I continue to say whenever I come on any podcast, whenever I come on any NFL network, anything, I say Tyler Lockett is the most disrespectful player in the National Football League.
3: Disrespected. disrespected. Wait, disrespectful? Yeah, sure. dis- yeah, I'm like, no, is he out here talking crazy? Not
1: disrespectful. He's the most disrespected <laughs> player in the National Football League. I mean, you talk about a man who had a hundred and a thousand and ten. You know what I'm saying? You know, and then you look at him this first two weeks, he arguably the best receiver in the National Football League these first two weeks. Tyler Lockett is a dog. And like I said, I did that off the fly. Now, as I go back and look at my list, Tyler Lockett could sneak his way on up up in there. You know what I'm and saying? Y'all,
3: y'all, and then y'all missed another Ohio State guy, but it's cool. Who that? Who's that? Terry.
1: No, no, Terry no, Terry, Terry, Terry I, like, I like Terry, but he can't get in the top ten yet.
3: Who, Not who yet. is quarterback? You can't name his quarterback. The last, who, his whole time he's been. We all know how good. Ty hey, that's true Henke too. But I, I
1: can't, I can't put him in the top ten because I don't know who I'm taking out for him. You know what I'm saying? All
3: right, is he better? Is he better than Justin Jefferson? Who better?
1: Ooh, that's close. That's close. Now, if you was talking at just just a regular Joe Blow, they might just say, Justin Jefferson, because he got all these <laughs> stadiums. But yeah. I don't know, because like I say, I done watched a lot of film on Terry, and I done watched a lot of film on Joe. That's close, man. Like, Terry, yeah. Terry is a baller. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he you know is what's a crazy?
3: You know it's crazy. That man was the third, fourth receiver at a high state. Yeah, like, he was. He wasn't even getting the rock like that. Yeah. That's crazy. No, he
1: he he's a baller, man. So that's man. That that one's close. But I just can't put him in my top ten. But yeah, when I when I do the receivers, that's how I do it. Off of if you out here playing with James Jones as your quarterback, and you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you, hey, Ryan, and you, ain't you, see got, he
1: ain't, you see how you ain't say if you're out here playing with James Jones
2: on the other side of you, you know, because yeah, yo, then you got to roll you out coverage. you're out here
1: playing with James Jones as your quarterback, man, and you ain't really got no help on the other side of you, can you win and get open consistently? You know what I'm saying? And Cooper Cup, more. he's always had a lot of people and a lot of talent around him. And sometimes that's why you running wide open. Now, have we seen Cooper Cup break people off with his route running? plenty of times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's done that plenty of times, but I just can't let him sneak in that top 10.
3: So if that's like, the case, can, can you say that with A.B. though?
1: A B B No, no, no. Antonio, it's, it's,
3: Antonio saying, Brown always had no, he's always things had, around him. He always had major things around him now and a great quarterback. You can't... Uh, you just said five minutes ago, Tom
1: Brady arguably has the <laughs> greatest receiver ever in Antonio Brown. So with you even saying
3: that, it don't matter
1: who around. I was talking, about, I was talking, I was
3: talking was, about Mike Evans. I was talking about Mike Evans. No, Chris when Godwin A B was in Pittsburgh, bruh. He was a dog. He was a dog. he he he, he was the best
1: receiver in the game. And the only reason why I say that too is they knew who was gonna get the ball in Pittsburgh. Forget who was around them. They knew who was going to get the ball in Pittsburgh. AB coming out of that thing with 120 catches every year. They knew who was going to get the ball, and they still couldn't stop them, man. AB, AB was a problem, man. All right, as we
2: wrap here, this is another, another uh, fun podcast. We usually do our disappointments and our surprise from uh, the week. Uh, I'll just throw out two teams. You guys throw out two teams, and then we'll go from there. Uh, disappointments, man. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons, like you said, James, <laughs> that, thing is, that thing is nasty to watch. And I don't know how much expectations I have from them, but that's, that's tough to watch. And surprises, man, don't look now, but the Carolina Panthers 2-0 and with Sam Darnold getting back to business. So quickly, you guys got two teams, surprises, disappointment from week two. Ryan, we'll start with you. James, we'll uh, shut it down with you
3: afterwards. My biggest disappointment is the Pittsburgh Steelers run game. Not, I'm not gonna say the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just the run game. Like we're just not committed. Like, like we we, we have, but we got a girlfriend and we're like, man, I like you, but like, am I committed? I gotta run wild, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> am I committed? And, I gotta you know, throw then, this football a little bit. <laughs> you know, no, nah, but, but my biggest surprise is uh, the dude Kyler Murray, man. Like I like I, last year, I had said that he was my MVP front runner, and I and I think he's still in the mix, man. He's he out here dicing people up, so. Uh, no he's my biggest surprise, and it's not just surprised by, by just his, you know, his play, but just how he's he's performing and just carrying. It's not carrying the team, but he leading the team. He leading carried that team. team this week because the defense really
2: didn't stop anybody, and they had to have a missed field goal to win that game. James, your uh, your biggest surprise, your biggest disappointment from week two.
1: My my biggest disappointment, man, is the Miami Dolphins. Man, I I, I know. Tua got went down. He hurt his ribs. But 35 nugget, you know, I mean, 35, I mean, you come off a good win against the Patriots. 35 nugget. You know, like I don't, I don't really care who your backup quarterback is. Like, you guys got a really good defense. This defense got a couple turnovers inside the 20 for you. And you come away with no points, and you lose that game thirty-five nugget, man. That 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 was that was a disappointment. That that was a that was a big disappointment to me, man. My biggest surprise, man. I mean, t- t- who we the, Ra-
3: the Raiders? Yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I knew the Raiders was. I knew the Raiders was gonna go go in there and, and get that thing. But uh, my biggest surprise was the day Tennessee Titans, okay, going up in Seattle down 11 after they done took a touchdown away from Julio and Julio was on my fantasy team. Down
3: <laughs> Montu
1: down down 11 in the fourth quarter in Seattle and to find a way to win that game and not start the season 0 and 2 which probably is going to be the biggest turnaround or you know in in their season they go look back on this game like man we we should have started the season 0 and 2 and gutted out a win and it could be a changing point in their season man. You know what I'm saying that 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 was that was one of my biggest surprises them going out there finding a way to get that done in Seattle. Seattle they I think they had a stat Seattle up by 10. Ain't lost yeah. in 52 games or something at home, you yeah. know what I mean? And for Tennessee to come back and win that game, that was big.
3: There there's going to be my biggest de- disappointment during that game. I'm like, man, Tennessee might be my biggest disappointment. We had had so many high hopes for them at the beginning of the year so to see them turn around. So
2: yeah, going 0-2 is not the way you want to start. Derrick Henry, by the way, uh, 40 he's going to carry the ball at least 40 times, I think, one time this season. That dude's workload is absolutely ridiculous. We got to wrap it up here because we're getting the wrap-it-up sign from AR. So for Arjuna Ramgapal and, of course, Isaiah Blakely, our production staff, we appreciate them so much. And for James Jones and Ryan Shazier, I'm Jason Goff. Thank you so much for listening to the Ringer NFL feed, the Tuesday show, Tuesday with the players. Next up on the Ringer NFL feed is Kevin Clark talking about what kevin clark talks about team building and everything that happened from week two we'll be back every tuesday on the ringer nfl feed for the entire nfl season if you want to check out the full go with jason goff that's me i hate referring to myself in third person but the read made me do it it's every sunday tuesday and thursday night on spotify or wherever you get your podcast once again thanks to our production assistant isaiah Blakely for production on this episode with additional production supervision from our Ram ramgopal thank you so much for listening we'll catch y'all next tuesday